The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Natural healing is an evolving field with new discoveries coming forward every day. Join us to find out more about the products and methods that will work for you. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, a program with honest information and straightforward talk that will help you take control of your health. Now, here's your host, Howard Strauss. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. Uh, We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. And uh, we are the publishers of uh, all of Charlotte Gerson's books, uh, Healing the Gerson Way, Healing Arthritis the Gerson Way, Healing Diabetes the Gerson Way, Healing High Blood Pressure the Gerson Way, um, and uh, and four documentaries, The Beautiful Truth, The Gerson Miracle, uh, Dying to Have Known, and, uh, and Heal Yourself, Heal the World. And all of these are, uh, the all four are on the list of the 10 best cancer documentaries of all time. And you can get them at uh, gersonmedia.com. And I uh, highly recommend that you, uh, that you get, uh, get on gersonmedia.com because there's not only the uh, books and, uh, and media, but there's also uh, books and media by other people uh, that also are relevant to natural healing and very, uh, very uh, powerful books. And I think you would be very, uh, very well advised to look at them at least. Um, testimonials from uh, patients who have uh, been, uh, who have recovered from uh, terrible uh, diseases, and um, and they are also inspirational. So today we are interviewing Luke Yankee. Now Luke's been on the show before. Uh, Luke has been called the uh, Hollywood's busiest playwright uh, by the Huffington Post, and uh, his uh, his last play uh, was the last lifeboat. Uh, it is now uh, it is now being played in 20 cities in the United States. Uh, so he is uh, he's quite a prominent uh, playwright. He has written a play about Dr. Max Gerson uh, called The Man Who Killed the Cure, which does not refer to uh, Max Gerson. It refers to uh, a composite of the, uh, of the people who have suppressed uh, Max Gerson's work and Charlotte Gerson's work as well. So this play is, uh, is, is, prim- is getting its world premiere uh, on the 25th of February, and I uh, have the uh, great pleasure to be in, in, uh, invited to the, uh, the second performance uh, on the 26th of February um, to, uh, to do a, a Q&A with the staff and, uh, and the playwright, the director, uh, right after the performance. So this will be at the UC Irvine 
Performing Center, and we're uh, we're really really looking forward to that. Uh, Luke, welcome to the show, and thank you very much for spending your time with us. Thank you, Howard. I'm so excited to be back on your show. I had such a great time the last time, and I'm just delighted to be here. Well, Luke, you know, as a as a very busy playwright, um, I I must ask you. How how did you come to the idea of making a play about uh, Dr. Max Gerson? Well, uh, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I was uh, I'm on the board of the William Inge Theater Festival. Uh, William Inge was a very prominent playwright in the 1950s. Wrote plays like Picnic and Dark at the Top of the Stairs. And um, I was at this theater festival and uh, started speaking with one of the other directors there. And he just sort of mentioned that he had gone vegetarian about a year ago and felt so much better and was so much healthier. And so I got home and I thought, all right, just on a whim, just for the heck of it, I'm going to try going vegetarian for a while. And like my friend, I immediately felt so much better. And so I started doing some research and checking out some DVDs and uh, other programs, etc., which, uh, which led me to uh, Food Matters. And there was this uh, wonderful woman on Food Matters saying, how can you grow a proper tomato when there's no nutrients in the soil? And something about this woman really struck me. There was just an intensity and an energy about her. And I just immediately, I, I just zeroed in on this, this one woman and, and her interviews. And I don't have to tell you, it was Charlotte Gerson. Mm-hmm. So I started doing a little research on Charlotte Gerson, which quickly led me, of course, to the story of Max Gerson. Uh, who was one of the pioneers of natural healing in the 1950s, and how uh, it is strongly believed that he was murdered for his beliefs because the big pharmaceutical companies and the AMA and other organizations uh, felt threatened and that it would cut into their profits. So I immediately saw the incredible theatrical potential of this story. And I started doing a lot of research into Max Gerson and Charlotte Gerson and the Gerson Method. And um, because of the fact that um, uh, I didn't want to implicate, shall we say, the wrong people, um, in, because there were several people who were responsible, uh, as you well know, for the downfall of Max Gerson, what I did was I structured the play kind of along the lines of Amadeus, and I created the leading character. I mean, Max Gerson is, is very much the, the secondary lead, is, is right up there as well, but created a character uh, for the lead uh, kind of along the lines of the Salieri character in Amadeus, who is a rival doctor who starts off as a friend of Max Gerson's, as some of the people who destroyed him actually did. Um, and this man is so incredibly jealous of Max because he knows that Max is a real healer uh, and a true medical genius and that he is not. So he is... um seduced by uh, a big pharmaceutical company for lots of money to try experimental drugs and to cause the downfall of Max Gerson. So, um, again, you know, it's a somewhat fictionalized account, but there certainly are a lot of facts in it as well. And I deal with a lot of things like uh, the Pepper Neely hearings, and, you know, which were hearings that Max had in the 1940s to try and get funding for cancer, which, of course, were ultimately expunged from the records uh, because people were so threatened by those. And 
and things like a, a, tele, a radio broadcast he did with Long John Nebel, who was one of the chief uh, broadcasters at the time, who immediately uh, was thrown off the air after having Max Gerson on his program. And Max talked about the cause of most degenerative diseases is big American corporations. Um, and, and people still don't like people saying things like that, but they certainly didn't in the 1950s. So as you can tell from my tone of voice, I'm very passionate about this play. Uh, it's going beautifully. I'll talk more about that as we get going. But um, uh, I've just become absolutely obsessed with this material and getting this material out there to a larger audience so more people are aware of Max Gerson and healing alternatives for cancer and other degenerative diseases. I, I do want to um, I do want to bring up here, and this is uh, maybe out of line here, uh, but but you uh, your 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 passion and your voice and your energy sound so present and so uh, vibrant. Um, Thank you. I, I want to. I want to. Uh, I want to know if that is any result of having uh, having improved your lifestyle to be healthier. You know, I think it really is, Howard. I do find that I, I have more energy. Um, I've been doing the the juicing that Max Gerson talked about. I've been doing the coffee enemas uh, for natural healing, and boy, it just uh, and detoxing the liver and all of that. Yeah, it definitely makes a difference, and that coupled with just you know my incredible passion, as I said, to get this information out there to a larger audience, it really kind of shocks me. Uh, and that, <laughs> I use that word intentionally, that so few people know about Max Gerson, who, in my opinion, was one of the great medical geniuses uh, of our time. And not, just and, your, and not just your opinion, but of course, that, you, that, that opinion was shared by uh, Dr. Albert Schweitzer, a Nobel laureate. Absolutely, and so many others, and we actually talk about that in the play, and, and when uh, Max got his letter from uh, Albert Schweitzer saying that he was one of the most eminent geniuses in the history of medicine, and um, the fact that people don't know about this, uh, and, and you know, I'm, I'm actually amazed at, maybe I shouldn't be, at how many doctors have never even heard of this, uh, and just how this information has been so suppressed uh, by the medical community. It's um, uh, and the fact that most doctors still uh, see very little connection between healing and nutrition. Thank goodness they're starting to come around in that regard, but that still is uh, shockingly a fairly recent development. Well, it, you know, it turns out that that uh, doctors number one uh, are not educated at all uh, about nutrition. Perhaps in right. in, me in medical schools, uh, they they get. Uh, long courses, hours and hours and hours of uh, uh, instruction uh, regarding um, pharmaceuticals, uh, which, are, which are deadly and don't cure anything, uh, whereas they get perhaps a uh, 45-minute uh, chat uh, optional from, the, from a hospital nutritionist. Well, and you know yes. that, uh, that the nutrition in hospital alone can kill you. <laughs> so, absolutely so, so absolutely so and, you know, and when when they when you look at it they're in their world view most of it is taken up by pharmaceuticals of course of uh, course and and very and a very little slice of it is taken up by nutrition and that uh, almost uh, almost dismissive 
Yes, yes. And one of the things that I was so fascinated about when I started stumble, uh, when I came across the work of, of Max and, of course, of, of your mother, Charlotte Gerson, was that I was just so impressed with the, the really horrifying facts and figures about chemotherapy and radiation. And one of the things I have in the play is I, since it's set in the 1950s, I have an epilogue, and it's Charlotte Gerson at the 25th anniversary of the Gerson Institute talking about you know, some uh, modern information, more up-to-date things, and uh, talking about the fact, for instance, one of the things I've heard Charlotte say many times is that more people have been killed by the harmful effects of chemo and radiation than were killed by Hitler and Stalin combined. Yes, that's, that's I mean, correct, yeah. That, that figure alone is so staggering and shocking to me. Uh, I think it's really important that the public knows about this. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, and by the way, we're coming up on a very short break here. Sure. Um, so uh, so uh, we, we want you to hold that thought. Um, recently, a study in England uh, showed that people who had gotten chemotherapy, uh, half of them actually died of chemotherapy. Uh, yes. Rather than cancer, although their uh, although their demise was uh, attributed uh, to the disease process, uh, right? That, uh, and and so that that was a uh, that, that was a, um, a shocking thing as well. Uh, also, that uh, only two percent of uh, of chemotherapy actually uh, benefits the patient. Exactly. So it's a very uh, it's a very difficult thing for the con- medical community, the profit-driven medical community, to wrap their minds around. This is Howard Strauss, uh, your host for the Power of Natural Healing, and um, we're talking with Luke Yankee, uh, the playwright of a uh, of a new play about Dr. Max Gerson and Charlotte Gerson, and their struggles against the um, medical community. And it's premiering on the 25th of uh, February, 2017, and um, and I shall be there on the 26th uh, doing a Q&A with uh, with the entire cast and the playwright and uh, and and um, enjoying the play. So please stay with us. We'll be back right after this short break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. This is your host, Howard Strauss, and I want to let you know about the special offers we have just for you on the earthing products. The first includes a bed pad, an earthing mat, the earthing book, and all of the accessories you need. Together, these items sell for more than $300, but you can buy them now for $199. To see this kit and all of the Earthing specials, visit our website at gersonmedia.com slash earthing. Again, that's gersonmedia.com slash earthing. Do you find yourself caring for people in multiple generations? Are you exhausted, stressed, and overwhelmed? Instead of spending hours searching for resources and information, Dr. Merrill and her guests will provide you with practical, everyday information and solutions to help make your life easier. Tune into Caught Between Generations, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You probably don't spend too much time talking about that place down there. Why not? There's now a show where that's mostly what we talk about and so much more. 
It's the Womb Happy Hour with host Lorraine Giordano. It's all about your body and the magical power you possess. Guys, you might want to tune in too. There's no reason to be squeamish. Listen for the Womb Happy Hour, broadcasting live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host, uh, and we're brought to you by Gerson Health Media, gersonmedia.com, G-E-R-S-O-N media.com. Uh, and we are the publishers of all of Charlotte Gerson's books, documentaries, and uh, we also, we also uh, on our website, you can get uh, testimonials from people who have been cured of one or another uh, terrible disease. Uh, and you can also get books and DVDs about other people and other uh, activities who are uh, who are promoting natural health and natural healing as well as we do on this program this is information that you can use today to make your life uh, better and uh, and to make your family healthier keep your children healthy I mean cancer is the number one killer of children now it used to be accidents now it's cancer which is a terrible comment on what, the way we're feeding our children and it's encouraged and promoted by our government and by the by the food and medical um, establishments. Also, also, uh, mandatory vaccines uh, are also weakening the immune systems of our children as well. So, uh, you really want to pay attention to this program and get information from Gerson Health Media, and um, and and use this information to improve your life. And the life of your family. We're talking with Luke Yankee, the playwright for a wonderful play uh, called The Man Who Killed the Cure, uh, about Dr. Max Gerson and his struggles with the, uh, with the medical establishment and the pharmaceutical companies and the, uh, the cancer establishment, the industry, essentially. Uh, and um, Luke, is, uh, Luke is with us, and he, he is... Uh, uh, he's actually quite a uh, quite a substantial character on his own. Uh, he has a tremendous record of accomplishment behind him, uh, as well as a great family. So, uh, Luke, welcome back to the Power of Natural Healing, and we're we're so happy to have you. We're and and very proud to have you as a friend as well. Well, likewise, I I certainly feel that way myself. That's great, uh, Luke. You you did not just jump into the uh, the theatrical um, uh, the theatrical uh, arena arena. You just with, with with no preparation. Can you tell us a little bit about your family? 
Sure. Yes, I, I guess one could say I was to the manor born. Um, yeah. Uh, my my mother was an actress named Eileen Heckert, who won an Academy Award for the film Butterflies Are Free and is in the Theater Hall of Fame and uh, won a Tony for Lifetime Achievement uh, after five Tony nominations over the course of her career and has four honorary doctorates. And um, so, yeah, I grew up in this very, uh, very kind of eccentric, anti-mame kind of household where uh, Ethel Merman taught me how to make a martini when I was 10 years old and Marilyn Monroe babysat my brothers and uh, Paul Newman gave me acting lessons in the living room and uh, you know would have encounters with everybody from Mary Tyler Moore to Marlena Dietrich. I I mean, my mother was very much um, uh, rooted in the theater, but did a lot of work in in film and television as well. And, um, you know, would, uh, uh, so she encountered a a lot of incredible people over the years. And I got to sort of bask in all of that. And um, I would sit at her feet as a little boy and just listen to her tell these stories to people like, Teresa Wright, or or the uh, uh, famous playwright Robert Anderson, or just you know incredible people, and so I knew that she would never do anything with these stories. She had no intention of writing a book. She didn't consider herself a writer. And so after she passed away, I put together uh, first. I put together a one man show that I called Diva Dish. And it's a whole multimedia thing with video clips of my mother winning the Oscar and, uh, uh, you know, a, a lot of stories about uh, one about this um, uh, very bitchy caterer she hired when I was a young boy uh, by the name of Martha Stewart. <laughs> and, and so uh, and then at the end of the, the show I have a list of about 25 names in the program and I bring up the house lights and I say to the audience shout out a name and I'll give you the dish and I rattle off stories about LBJ uh, Bob Fosse uh, I mean a lot of you know unknown stories about these people uh-huh. and so from there the very first time I did the show people said to me Luke, where's the book? I mean, I, I want to know about the people I didn't get to ask about. You have to write a book. So uh, I'm incredibly proud of the fact that my book, Just Outside the Spotlight, was published by Random House. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore graciously agreed to write the foreword because she was a, a wonderful family friend and a, a dear friend of my mother's. And um, the book, within the pa- it, it came out in 2006 and has gotten phenomenal reviews across the country. And, but Recently, Michael Musto, who is a prominent critic, he was with the Village Voice for years uh, in New York and um, sort of the, uh, the you know, downtown arts critic in New York and very highly respected and now has a, a very big online presence with things like papermag.com and, and other publications. And he just recently named it one of the 10 best celebrity memoirs of all time. Wow. And I was, I was on the list with um, Patti LuPone's book and Stephen Sondheim's book and, and I was in some very heady company, so that was uh, uh, a tremendous compliment, and well, I'm speaking, really thrilled about that. Speaking of on the list, um, it, it hasn't uh, the man who killed the cure been uh, been included in some uh, some recent very very important? Well, list? it has indeed. I'm I'm just starting to get it out there. And um, there were two things in particular that have already happened. I mean, even though it hasn't even had its world premiere yet, I mean, that will be later this month, as you said. But um, it was uh, a winner of the New Works Festival at Theater Harrisburg in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, out of uh, the several hundred script. 
minutes. And then uh, the thing that I'm really thrilled about is it is currently a semi-finalist for the uh, Eugene O'Neill National Playwrights Conference, which is one of the most, probably the most prestigious uh, theater festival in America, uh, especially for playwrights. And so uh, at this point, as a semi-finalist, I'm in the top 20% of over 1,500 scripts. Wow. And, um, uh, you know, e- obviously eager to say how that shakes down because the uh, it'll now be narrowed down to 30 finalists in about two months. And then from there, they chose be- choose between six and eight scripts that receive uh, a full-staged reading over the month of July at the Eugene O'Neill Theater Center in Connecticut with Broadway actors and a Broadway director and all the top agents and producers uh, come to check it out. So that could be an incredible launching pad for The Man Who Killed the Cure, and I'm just over the moon that it's even a possibility. Well, you, you know, it certainly is a very powerful, powerfully affecting uh, work. Uh, it, it, when Thank I you. When I came to just the simple reading that you gave in Los Angeles, uh, where you had good actors, very good actors, on the stage just reading the script rather than uh, actually you know walking around and uh, interacting in the sets and everything like that. It was just a, a simple reading. The audience was so uh, enthralled with it that when you invited me up to the stage, where you introduced me and invited me up to the stage for a Q&A after the play, I got a standing ovation. Of course you did. <laughs> but, but it was my grandfather that did the work and my mother. And so, and, and so uh, but that's how powerful the play, uh, how powerfully it touched people. And, uh, well. and made them want to made them want to uh, participate. Well, it's also a, a very incredible story in and of itself. I mean, I, I certainly don't have to tell you. I mean, the fact that Max Gerson you know, devoted his entire life to this and then was really, um, you know, the, the AMA and the other organizations tried to thwart him at every turn until finally when they realized they couldn't stop him that uh, he was poisoned by arsenic. Uh, I mean, it's really a shocking and very disturbing story. And, and when you tell that to people, it, it was very interesting. I had dinner over the holidays with, um, uh, I'm not going to say her name because I don't want to implicate anybody, but, but someone who is a very dear friend who's um, uh, a big television star from, from, the, uh, from the 60s. And um, she and her husband are very dear friends. And her husband, who is a very conservative man, a lovely man, but, but just you know, very conservative in his beliefs, and he was like, well, Luke, I mean, this sounds like an interesting play, but I mean, come on, if there had been a cure for cancer available all of these years, don't you think the public would know about it? And, and I just said, not if it doesn't make money. Exactly. <laughs> and that, that, he that was speaks- like... Well, that that speaks to the effectiveness, the uh, the tremendous effectiveness of the propaganda. But you have to understand that the that the people that are uh, that are interested in suppressing this information uh, have have budgets up in the trillions of dollars. Of course, they do trillions. That's a million million. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. so they can hire as many advertising flax and agencies as they as they want out of petty cash. 
to to ride every source of information that we uh, that we have, all the way up to uh, the congressional record, as you have discovered, so that so that even even uh, transcripts of a congressional congressional uh, uh, committee meeting that uh, that are supposed to be public record uh, have been scrubbed and absolutely sanitized. And, you know, Howard, for, for your listeners who might not know exactly what we're referring to, if I may elaborate that on just a little bit, uh, there were, in the 1940s, there was something called the Pepper-Neely hearings, named for the two senators, Senator Pepper and Senator Neely, who were trying, who were advocates of, of Max Gerson's work and who were trying to get $100 million for alternative funding methods for cancer research. And so Max went on the stand with a number of his healed patients and everybody just went nuts over this incredible information. They said, oh, yes, this is incredible. I mean, we, we must vote in favor of this bill. We must get this man his funding for alternative cancer sources. And, of course, there were several prominent doctors, who, uh, several senators who were former doctors, who saw to it that the bill never came up for a vote. And the records, all of Max Gerson's testimony and that of his patients, was completely expunged. Yeah, and, and that, so that, it, you know, what kind of what kind of money do you have to have to get the congressional record uh, expunged? Absolutely, absolutely, it's so, really really shocking. That's one of the things we talk about in the play. Yeah, um, Luke, we're coming up on uh, our second break, and sure. so if you will uh, if you will just uh, hold those thoughts, and we'll uh, get right back to you right after the break. This is Howard Strauss, your host for the Power of Natural Healing. Brought to you by GersonMedia.com at, uh, sorry, Gerson Health Media at GersonMedia.com. And we are, uh, we are the source for all uh, Charlotte Gerson's uh, books and DVDs and a lot of great information. Look in on us and uh, take it to heart. We'll be back right after this short break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin, breast cancer survivors and advocates. They help by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We all have challenges each and every day. How do you relax and live in a calm state? On Chaos to Calm, we introduce you to the concept of Renshui, a path to feeling calmer and happier. Listen Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. If you have been experiencing addiction issues, be it drugs, alcohol, or something else, you know what it means to feel alone in the world. The power to create yourself with host Ross Ramin is here to prove that you don't have to feel this way. 
There are others who have been there or are still there. And together, we can sort out the truths and the lies in order to reveal the true essence of your character. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host, uh, and we're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, where you can look in and find all kinds of great health information that you can use today to improve your health, to retain your health, to recover your health, even after you have some of the most uh, life-threatening diseases like cancer, heart disease, high blood pressure, uh, arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, and the whole raft of uh, degenerative diseases. You can uh, you can recover your good health with the Gerson therapy. Look in on uh, gersonmedia.com on the internet. So we're talking with uh, uh, acclaimed director Luke Yankee, who has collected quite a few uh, honors and uh, accolades in his in his uh, career already. Uh, but I have a feeling that it's going to be uh, it's going to suddenly explode now. Um, <laughs> From your mouth to God's ears, Howard, <laughs> <laughs> um, because he has gotten into. He has gotten into one of the most dramatic stories and one of the most uh, uh, powerful stories of our time, and that is the suppression of uh, information about good and natural health. Uh, and uh, and and we've been talking about his brand new play, "The Man Who Killed the Cure," which is uh, getting its world premiere at, uh, at the University of California, Irvine, uh, at the end of February, 2017. Uh, I am so looking forward to it, having heard a preliminary reading of the script uh, and been very impressed with the power of how it uh, how it affected people. Uh, Luke, thank you for staying with us, and thank you for spending your time with us. My pleasure, Howard. Uh, now, Luke, one of the things uh, that I that I'm wondering and that I asked you offline was how how the script affected your cast. Well, you know, we have a a wonderful cast, and it's a combination of UC Irvine students and also a couple of guest artists that we have brought in to play uh, the leading roles, and uh, also some brilliant designers, many of whom have got Broadway credits, etc., and uh, and of course the director, Don Hill, uh, is a very esteemed director. I'm very excited to have him on the project. And um, we've watched several of the Gerson documentaries, and we've talked a great deal about the potential and, well, the power, really, of this story, and a number of people um, you know, from outside the university have said, you know, I'm a recent graduate, or I, just, I, I don't have anything to do with the university, but I've heard about this production, and I want to be a part of this because I think this is really important, and I just think this is information that has to get out there, and I, I need to be involved with this 
really important play. Wow. And um, we've incorporated a lot of elements into the play through the, uh, through the, for instance, through the design. A wonderful costume designer named Marcy Froelich, who has some major Broadway credits and did Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat on Broadway, among many other things. Um, one of the things that we've worked on with her is to give it really kind of a film noir quality with, uh, uh, since there is a, a, certainly a sense of mystery to this story with, with lots of uh, uh, pronounced you know, black and whites and, and lots of um, kind of stark uh, visual images in that respect. And another thing that I've done, Howard, is I've incorporated a lot of actual advertising from the 1940s and 50s. So, for instance, when Max Gerson is having one of his many hearings uh, from, you know, being called in front of the medical board again, he'll be walking along the streets of New York and he'll suddenly see a billboard that says, got a cold? Smoke cools for the next month. <laughs> or, or things like the, the wonders of that miracle fiber asbestos and how it'll do such great things for your home. And... Um, uh, how uh, oh, the, the one of the most frightening ones to me when I stumbled across it, I couldn't believe my eyes. It's a, a billboard of a mother feeding her child, her infant, a Coca-Cola, and she's got a nipple on the Coke bottle, and it said, "It's never too young. Your child is never too young to start drinking cola." And yeah, I, I don't so, know if you've I don't know if you've ever seen this in real life, but I want to tell you, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Of, of, of Absolutely. W- women putting nipples on a on a uh, co- bottle of Coca Cola and yes. feeding it to their infant child. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's it's really really frightening. There was also a, a documentary I saw about. Uh, I believe it was called That Sugar Film by an Australian documentarian, mm-hmm. and he went to some place in rural Appalachia or something where this boy had um, his mother had weaned him on Mountain Dew. <laughs> and he he literally that she put Mountain Dew in his baby bottle, and now he was about sixteen, and he had no teeth left yeah um, but uh, but you know, I digress, so the point I want to make through using and a lot of the 1950s jingles, you know Winston tastes good like a cigarette should, and that sort of thing, is to really make the point that. I have a, my honest belief is that there will be a time that we will look back on chemotherapy and radiation the way we do on those ads for uh, smoking and, you know, glamorizing smoking and that it was, you know, sexy and elegant and all of that and all of these things about, you know, how sugar makes you feel so good and boosts your energy. And, and I really believe there will be a time when we'll look back and say, boy, do you believe they treated cancer with chemotherapy and radiation? How barbaric. You know, it's like like leeches, uh, like we view, uh, view leeches and uh, uh, and bleeding. Uh, Absolutely, in, in our in our uh, medical lexicon now. I mean, it used to be the common treatment, and now we shudder at the thought. Absolutely, and one of the things I came across in my research, which I'm sure you're familiar with, there was a doctor. Gosh, I believe in the 1800s, and his name was Semmelweis. I don't remember his first oh, yes. name. Ignatz. But I- Ignatz Semmelweis. Yes, exactly. And he was the one who said to the other doctors, because all these people were dying, and he was saying, you know, after you're examining the cadavers, it really might be a good idea if you washed your hands before you delivered that baby. And and he was practically drummed out of the medical corps for that. That's right. I mean, he, he was so ostracized. They said, how dare you tell us to wash our hands? 
Well, yeah, <laughs> and see, the the thing the thing was that surgeons uh, uh, surgeons would wipe their hands on their on their on their coats or their aprons. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And a sign, uh, a sign of a successful surgeon was a bloody coat, uh, coat covered course. with blood, which, uh, which of course was not the most sanitary thing. But they would go right from there to deliver babies, and yes. so many, so many women died of infections uh, gotten from uh, surgeons with uh, with dirty hands, that. Uh, that uh, women were very, very reluctant to go to the hospital to deliver a baby. They preferred to do it at home because it, they Absolutely. had much, much more of a chance of survival. Absolutely. Um, and and also, Howard, you know, I have a bit of personal stake in, in this whole story because uh, my mother, God bless her, was a very heavy smoker up until the day she died. And when she was final, <clears throat> pardon me, finally diagnosed with lung cancer, um, she was given radiation. She absolutely refused chemo, but she did agree to radiation. And they over-radiated her so quickly to the point where her esophagus was so burned mm-hmm. that she couldn't even swallow water. Right. So while, yes, absolutely, the cancer would have killed her uh, ultimately, but um, she really died of malnutrition long before the cancer destroyed her because you know, she couldn't even swallow water. So, uh, again, you know, I've seen firsthand the terrible effects of, of chemo and radiation. My mm-hmm. father had radiation for prostate cancer, and it, it really, he went into such a decline after having the radiation. Yes. And this is unfortunately, uh, unfortunately the norm, and people yes. expect it. And that's why cancer is considered such a dread disease. What they really dread is the, uh, is the effects of the treatment that they're getting. They're not, they're, not afra- they're not as afraid of the cancer as they are uh, of the of the, the downhill slide, uh, the painful, expensive, and futile downhill slide caused by uh, the pharmaceuticals and the draconian treatments that they are getting. Well, and another fascinating fact that I learned was that um, in the medical community, it's considered a cure if someone lives more than five years. Mm-hmm. So if a woman has breast cancer and lives five months and two days and five, then dies, five years. she's considered cured. Five years. Five, I'm sorry, five years. Yes, five yes. years, that's what she, I meant. She, yeah. She's considered a cure, exactly. Um, yeah. Whereas uh, with the Gerson therapy, uh, we consider a cure when, when somebody uh, is returned to full active health and often uh, they will survive for 30, 40 50, 80 years. Um, yes. My mother yes. herself is uh, is now 83 years past uh, uh, past bone tuberculosis, which should have been fatal at the time. Absolutely. That's, um, in, that's so incredible. That's one of the things we also talk about in the play is uh, is Charlotte's diagnosis with uh, with bone tuberculosis and how Max cured her. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, it was very funny how um, the the fellow who played the pharmaceutical company representative who suborns yes. suborns uh, 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 the assassination of Dr. Gerson mm-hmm. uh, in in your play. Uh, when I came to the reading, uh, he did a just wonderful job. He's a wonderful actor. An actor he, named Scott Antonucci. I've done a lot of work with him. He's terrific. He specifically came up to me after the play and said, "Look, I have to apologize. You know, I, I, I'm on your side. I don't, I don't mean any of the things. I just, you know, I'm an actor. I, this was a script. I said, I said, and you did a wonderful job. You did an absolutely wonderful job because by the end of the play, I wanted to kill you." 
<laughs> well, but, you know but, how it is. But I realize that this is a script, and you're an actor, and you did a great job. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, a- another really interesting thing about there was uh, even another preliminary reading before that one, and it was for a very small audience. There were maybe maybe 25 or 30 people in the house. And out of that small an audience, there were actually two women who were former nurses. And their views were so diametrically opposed. One was saying, this is spot on. We need to get this information out there. Thank you for doing this important play. And the other one said, well, this is going to give people false hope. And chemotherapy really isn't that bad. And the doctors do know what they're doing. And... (laughs) And so it was just so fascinating to me that we had such diverse opinions. Um, and P.S., I, this is not about bashing doctors, nor is it about you know, bashing anyone who makes their own choice, because obviously everyone has to make their own health Absolutely. choice. But it's letting people know that these alternatives exist, because many peop- most people don't even know that there are alternatives to the traditional methods. That's uh, that's absolutely right, uh, Luke. We're coming up on our on our last break. Uh, if you just uh, hold on to that, absolutely. Um, this is Howard Strauss, your host for the Power of Natural Healing. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, and uh, and and we're. Um, you, you can look in on uh, our website and get all kinds of great information to if, uh, improve your health and to uh, help your family stay healthy and recover their health. And you can use this information today. So look in on GersonMedia.com. We'll be back right after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey. Breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuzo. To bust through the myths about feeding your baby, Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. It's time to experience radical well-being. Learn to nourish your heart, body, and mind. Manifest your power in the present and learn to live your life's infinite potential. It's time to experience Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio with host Rochelle McLaughlin. Each week, you'll learn about essential skills and knowledge to help you discover and create your own experience of health and well-being and learn to be empowered to take bold and loving action toward manifesting the life you long for. Tune in every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. Thanks for staying with us, folks. Um, this is our final segment, and we are uh, we're talking with uh, director uh, with uh, playwright Luke Yankee, uh, called by the Huffington Post Hollywood's busiest playwright, and he's in final rehearsals now for uh, for his uh, play about Dr. Max Gerson called "The Man Who Killed the Cure," about Dr. Gerson and Charlotte Gerson's struggles against the medical establishment. Uh, and uh, and the work that they've uh, that they did over the last century now it's almost century now. Um, he's written a very powerful play about a very dramatic story, and uh, and this is a uh, it's a wonderful play, and I will be at the uh, at the premiere, the world premiere, at UC Irvine at the end of this month. Uh, it starts the 25th of, um, of February, 2017. And uh, and we're really really looking forward to it, uh, Luke. You were you were uh, you were talking about uh, the various different responses and uh, you know some some people who have, uh, have literally swallowed the uh, swallowed the Kool Aid and other people <laughs> other people who are now seeing the light uh, of reality. Uh, just by, yes. from from what they know and from what they see around them, and are trying to remedy the uh, the disinformation and the misinformation that they're getting. Um, what would you What would you uh, like to leave our audience with? Well, you know, Howard, one of the things that I was saying to the cast the other night, and I was saying to them, uh, talking about the fact that this play has the potential to make people very angry and because of the subject matter. And I said, if we have certain people who storm out in anger, it means we're doing our job. Mm -hmm. And the comparison that I made to them was that we all know how outspoken uh, the great actress and advocate, uh, um, you know, uh, activist Jane Fonda was about the Vietnam War. And one of the things that she said right from the beginning was that Vietnam was an unwinnable war. And this made people so angry at the time because you had a lot of mothers who were thinking, well, what do you mean my son didn't have to die? Mm -hmm. So I used that analogy. Well, and of course, time has told us that Vietnam was an unwinnable war. And I used that analogy because we have all lost so many people to cancer. I mean, who among us has not been affected either directly or, or through a friend or a relative by cancer? And by using something like the Gerson method, which offers hope and offers an alternative, there are some people who may think, well, you mean my grandfather didn't have to die as early as he did? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is where this piece has the potential to make people really angry. Um, and and to and also to hop on the bandwagon uh, of 
investigating alternative therapies, of which there are many besides the Gerson method. The Gerson method is certainly one of the most powerful ones in, in my estimation, but there are other you know, wonderful ones also. And you know, I just think it's important, part of the reason I, I've written this play and that I want to get this information out there is so that people know there are, are alternatives. And if they choose chemo and radiation, more power to them. If, if that's what works for them, uh, Godspeed. But it's about letting people know that they do have choices with their bodies and with their health besides what the conventional uh, world is telling us, you know, are the, are, are the only alternatives. So I, I think, you know, getting that information out there um, and, uh, uh, you know, doing so through a play. I've also written a screenplay version of this as well, uh, which I'm starting to get out there to some producers. And um, uh, so I'm hoping that after this production at UC Irvine, uh, I'm exploring getting the play published uh, by the end of the year. And uh, knock wood, if that all happens, this play could be done at a lot of places around the country that's very exciting is there any way that people can uh, actually get in touch with you or is there a website that you have absolutely yes a, a couple of different ways uh, to find out specific for people in the Southern California area uh, the man who killed the cure will be at the Robert Cohen theater on the campus of uh, UC Irvine and it opens on Saturday February 25th and it runs until uh, the Sunday matinee on March the 5th there will be talkbacks after every performance and uh, tickets are available through brownpapertickets.com. Uh, the tickets are free, but you do have to make a reservation um, just to be sure you, you, you have a seat. And um, you can also find out more information about me through my website, lukeyankee.com. And as I mentioned, since there will be talkbacks after every performance, one of the people who's coming to do one of the talkbacks is a, a wonderful woman, an L.A. casting director and producer by the name of Valerie McCaffrey. And Valerie has written uh, and produced a very powerful documentary called Cancer, It's in the System. And it's about people who are stuck in the healthcare system uh, and you know, feel they have no alternatives other than chemotherapy and radiation. It can also be uh, viewed uh, for free on YouTube because Valerie has given that as a gift to the world. And I'm, I'm really thrilled that she's going to be coming to do one of the talkbacks. And of course, you'll be there for one of the talkbacks with the audience after the Sunday matinee on uh, the 26th of I February. I shall be. That, and on Oscar night. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> a national holiday in my house. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, well, you know, this is very, it's very exciting. Uh, this is, uh, it's a sign that more and more people are becoming interested in alternatives. They're seeing more and more the, uh, the vast expense and the vast ineffectiveness of conventional medicine and they're saying there's got to be something else something better and they've been looking around and they haven't been able to find it because this information has been so seriously suppressed by yes. the people who make make a big profit off of the uh, off of the uh, uh, draconian treatments uh, for for cancer Absolutely. And, you know, there are a, a number of quacks out there. Um, and so it's easy to dismiss some of the, you know, people like Max Gerson or others, you know, simply uh, to, to lump them with all the people who are quacks when actually he was a true medical genius. And there are a number of viable alternatives out there uh, that are not, uh, you know, snake oil. It's a, it, there are. There, uh, I've, I've never 
ever stated that this is the only way to approach cancer. Absolutely. Uh, but I've certainly, I've certainly been uh, very upset and very uh, appalled by the fact that it's it's the ability to make a choice, make a reasonable, informed choice that has been taken away from people. Uh, yes. The, the uh, vast, vast uh, money of the pharmaceutical industry has gone to, uh, to, to turn out the lights on alternatives so that the only alternative that people are aware of and that their doctors are allowed to talk about is uh, or, or, or chemotherapy, surgery, and radiation, none of which well, has proven effective. Exactly. And it's very exciting to me that people are starting to wake up and that people are starting to uh, look at alternatives. And I'm really thrilled that you and I are, and, and Char- your mother Charlotte, of course, are part of continuing that cause. And I'm, and I'm very excited and proud also uh, to have been part to to be a part of that. I'm, I'm not finished as yet. <laughs> By no means am I finished. And, and, <laughs> Absolutely. And, and as far as you're concerned, you're just starting. Uh, yeah, so, indeed. Indeed. Uh, and, and very and excited I, to be doing so. And I very much look forward to your uh, long-term participation in this uh, and to, uh, to having a long-term relationship here. Absolutely. Folks, uh, you've been listening to The Power of Natural Healing. We've been talking to playwright Luke Yankee. Uh, who has written a fabulous play called The Man Who Killed the Cure uh, about Dr. Max Gerson and is getting its world premiere at the end of February uh, at the University of California, Irvine. Uh, And uh, I shall be down there on the 26th of February, 2017 for uh, 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 Q&A after the play with with the playwright, the director, and the cast. And it will be very exciting uh, to be there. Uh, I've, I've heard... I've heard the script, and it's uh, it's really rouses strong emotions in the audience, uh, which is what Luke wanted us to do, and um, uh, and it's it's a it's a great play. Uh, do your best to come and see it. If you can't, watch out for it in your city or your uh, movie theater, and um, and we uh, uh, we hope you enjoyed hearing uh, Luke Yankee's uh, interview. This is Howard Strauss, The Power of Natural Healing. Tune in again next week for another exciting guest. Thank you very much. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss. Please join us again next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until that time, have a healthy, happy week.